Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer from Vancouver, Canada, with over two decades' experience serving individuals from all walks of life. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world in the field of art, music, activism, health, education, spirituality, and more to talk about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to A Voice for Love. This is Surya, and I'm really excited today to bring you my special guest, Mari Torres. Welcome, Mari. Thank you. Hola, hola, hola. I'm hola, so happy hola. to be here. This is, this is like long overdue. This has been like years and years in the making yeah. for this to happen. Great times. So I'm happy. So I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And I mean, you're not, they're not going to see what I can see right now, but Mari is coming to us like live from her like crystal layer. Like it's my master vibe, my master vibration 13 layer. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you're doing in your master vibration layer. <laughs> what I do in my master vibration layer is I master my energy centers. My, uh, we all have, um, well, we have a lot of chakras in our system, but there are 13 energy centers inside and outside of your body that we focus on. This is what creates our life. So um, I work on balancing those chakras and familiarizing myself with exactly what they are and what they do, you know, how they function in my life um, so that I can... Uh, balance my life so that I'm able to uh, deal with the things in the world um, without uh, uh, without high emotion. I'm able to um, look at the things that are, you know, for what they are without letting them affect me uh, emotionally. And so this is something that I use organic tools. I use nature. I use crystals. I use stones. I use metals and I create organ energy batteries. These are um, scalar wave devices and um, scalar technology and scalar energy is a very, very powerful energy that exists naturally on the planet. Organ, if you go into a spaceship and you were to look at the planet Earth, you would see that it is, it has like a layer of blue, uh, this blue energy. And this is organ energy. This energy that is on the planet exists inside of us. It is sexual energy, sexual creative energy that creates everything and is something that exists in us. So uh, what I've done is I've taken the studies of my ancestors and I have um, come up with uh, my own unique creation on how to um, create devices that encompass this energy that exists on the planet. Scalar technology is an energy that moves faster than the speed of light, is a multi-dimensional energy. So it has an effectiveness, even if just by existing. 
So even though I'm in this, you know, private little layer, the work that I do here has an effect on the entire planet and beyond. So I, I, I work on, you know, with sacred geometrical shapes and um, I convert energy. I transform negative energy to positive energy through the tools that I use, but more so through my own energy, because uh, what I've discovered in the 10 years of my work is that I am this energy that I create. And so um, working with this energy has allowed me to learn how to manage it within myself. So I guess if you wanted, I don't like labels and, you know, I know that things have to be categorized, but um, I'm an... (sighs) I'm sex energy goddess 13. That is who I am. And so everything that has to do with sexual energy is what I do. I am a healer, a self-healer first and foremost. And I am an infinionaire. An infinionaire is a person that attracts wealth, abundance um, easily because we live in our passion. So we recognize that we are the currency, the real money of the planet is us. And so in that knowing, we're constantly attracting health, wealth, and abundance to us because it is a it is part of our divine inheritance. We are direct extensions of the all, of everything that is. So everything that we um that we see around us, everything that we see around us is part of us and is in us. Good, bad, or indifferent. So um my study and my work is about learning this I am and learning this about myself um, so that I'm able to navigate in this new world that is being created because um, I don't know if you guys know it. And first of all, let me say happy spring, happy new year. And it is uh, the beginning of a whole new world. Um, Some people call it the golden age, the Aquarian age. Um, There's a lot of different labels for it. Um, Christ consciousness on the rise. Um, There's so many different labels for it, but it is a feeling that we recognize that things are changing and things are changing for the better, despite what it looks like. And we know that there's a lot of distractions and a lot of, um, um, monkey wrenches that are being thrown in the world right now, but it is um, it is for always for our highest good, and so the purging has to happen. And when we purge, a lot of ugliness and a lot of sickness has to come out so that we could fully heal. So I'm one of those beings that are here to help raise the vibration of the planet, uh, simply put, I guess. But my, my specialty is sexual healing, um, healing, the, healing the root of the planet, healing the sacral chakra of the planet. That's my, that's my mission. Wow, that's quite a mission <laughs> to take on. And thank you for sharing all of that. I just love, I love your your energy and your passion. And it's just always so great to chat with you. Um, let's let's talk about this healing the sacral energy of the planet because, like, mm-hmm. I don't even think people are aware. This was a point that I brought up when I recorded the last podcast that I did myself about vaccines, and I said, you know why are certain things censored and other things not? Because you can go on YouTube as a child and see all kinds of ludicrous things that I don't think that should be public viewing, you know, Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. of these things are allowed to be seen. And yet all of a sudden other topics are taboo and they're censored and they're fact-checked and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sexual energy is huge because, you know, whether people realize it or not, sexual energy is being used down here and manipulated to sell things, to convince people of things, to, you know, 
it's very obvious, in my opinion, in some cases with some artists and whatnot. But again, I find it fascinating that people um, can't always see this. <laughs> to me, it's very evident, but it's not to everyone, you know? So I'd love for you to yeah. speak on this. Well, I'm, I'm a true believer that the planet has been sexually abused. And so people think that sexual abuse is limited to physical touch. But sexual abuse is the moment that your eyes uh, see something that it should not see, that your ears hear something that is obscene and it should not hear. You know, all of these things are happening to humanity instantly upon arrival. These things are happening. That injection that a child um, receives upon birth is a violation to its person. You know, so this is all. And when you think of when you think of injection, when you think of penetration, um, you know, this is what's happening. Like even with the vaccination it is a penetration that is happening that they're doing they're they're basically abusing um each individual by taking their absolutely taking their rights away and forcing them to do things that they don't want to use this is sexual abuse on the planet the things that are being allowed to exist in the world the 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 um the idols that they that the mass media puts out there um for people to see now we know the sensation that's happening all over the world is twerking well this twerking that is happening it is an energy release it is a kundalini rise it is something that happens that when a person is not ready for that energy to be uplifted in them, it will cause absolute damage throughout the entire life of the being, not just this life. All lifetimes are, are, are disrupted through the energy of the sacral, through sexual abuse. So this is something that is very subliminal because it's like, you know, we really tread lightly on it and we're scared to talk about the deep rooted issues of it. And so that's why it's so important to recognize the truth of what it is and the power of sexual energy. Because one of the things that I teach is that, you know, we're creating, we're sexual beings. So we're creating all the time, no matter what. So when, if we're taking it down to the nitty gritty of what sexual energy is and that, that feeling, that arousal that happens within people, that arousal is a sign to create. That arousal is a sign to create something in your life. And so when you use it in a physical way, and let's say you have relations with someone, then you are creating everything that is in your subconscious mind. Everything that is inside you is like a little magnet and it's going to go out into the world and find its match. So when we are having, you know, sexual relations with someone, we are creating what is in us and what is in that other individual. And if you are uh, the divine feminine, if you are a feminine, a woman, then that, that energy of the masculine is coming inside of your body and it will never leave. It never leaves the body of the woman. When a, when a man releases inside of a woman, that DNA is in her for the rest of her life and all eternity. And this is why we're finding so many soulmates and people that we feel a connection to and all of this is coming now in this lifetime so you are having experiences with lovers and people from other lifetimes and you're recognizing them in this lifetime as a friend as a cousin as a brother as a you know you, you just don't know how this energy is coming back but what we do know as that is that we're able to balance it when we're able to come inside of ourselves and look within what we are and who we are and it begins with recognizing, okay, so we, we all came here how? Through sexual intercourse, sexual interaction. That energy is powerful. So that doesn't leave us when we are not in a relationship. 
So for people that are, you know, I, I talked about um, being in a relationship with or, or having sexual relations with a person. Uh, but when you're with no one, let's say that we're in the era now where everybody is. Um, uh, can I talk about um, uh, masturbating? Uh, people are doing that. <laughs> they're, they're sexually pleasing themselves so that they can have a release. Well, when you orgasm, you are creating. You are An orgasm is like, voila, abracadabra, ache, and so it is. So whatever it is that is inside of you and you are you know, using a lot of us have used sex to, to, um, what is it to, uh, medicate, self-medicate. People think that it's just drugs, right? Well, sex is a drug. And so the, the, the energy that what, what happens when a person is stimulated and they're overly stimulated and they're out of control, then, you know, a lot of different things start to come out. That's when you have porn. That's when you have, you know, just sexual encounters that are not really, you know, that are just really, um, aggressive. And I'm not even saying aggressive, like, a rape. I'm saying aggressive, just an aggressive decision to just have sex because it's what you feel like doing in the moment because you just feel it and you just got to do it. Okay. So there are a lot of people on this planet have experienced that feeling. So we know what that is. It's about recognizing the power of that feeling and where it belongs, where it goes. That is part of our sacral energy. And it's, uh, and it's funny, our sacral chakra, our sacral, uh, sacred sexual chakras are really, um, what creates our lives. And so when you recognize the importance of what it is, then you have a different mind of what you allow inside or what you allow yourself to penetrate. And so this is something that I, in 2021, I'm getting a lot deeper into it with our studies because when a person recognizes what that is, you go out into the world better equipped with the knowledge of what happens when you're introducing these things to yourself in your lives. When you're, so when you're having an encounter with yourself, when you're doing, when you're having a masturbation session, I'm not from the school of, oh, don't do it. Don't touch yourself. That's, oh, you don't do that. No, if that is something that you wish to do, recognize what is happening when you do it. And when you are feeling that love for yourself or feeling, no, use a sacred mind, like, you know, go into a place that of, of abundance and have thoughts of wealth and prosperity and love and, you know, have positive vibrations going on during the process. And trust me, I know that it is a balance from thinking of those ideas that get you aroused to bringing that into a space where that arousal meets your higher self and you're able to create wonderful things in your life. It's like, it is a magical tool to manifest things. We have the experience of that because look at our, our offspring. Beautiful humans are born from this, from this energy. But it is not the only thing that can be created with sexual energy. When you write a song, that's sexual energy. When you, when you bake a cake, that's sexual energy. When you paint a picture, you know, when you're having a loving conversation with somebody, that is sexual energy. And once we can identify that it is all sexual energy, we're able to put things in their proper place. And we're able to put things in order. And it is an order that fits within yourself. It's not about making a rule that everybody else has to follow. It's about you making your own rules within yourself, your own boundaries, which let you know where you're going to go to, where you're not going to go to. That starts to create an energetic magnet. And as you create that within yourself, you start to attract the experience outside of yourself. So it's about taking accountability for the fact that everything in your life has been created by yourself. You are the co-creator, and I know that there's a lot of ideas of, yes, 
co-creator, but we got to take the, the position of master creator because the most high doesn't put us here to be deficient. And so what happens when people think that they're just the co-creator, then they don't take accountability and they say, oh, well, I'm being punished by the creator or this is happening in my life. So I can't do this because this thing is happening beyond my control. And see, your divine right is to know that you are an extension of the most high. So everything that everything can be done through that connection. And once you have that connection, it's a knowing that gives you so much clarity that you recognize what your job is in this world. And that's to be a perfectly balanced being that can navigate and master their own lives. We were all created to be free, but we live in a world of control and program and sexual abuse by the mind, by manipulation, by forced vaccination. All of that has a great effect on the, on the world, on humanity, on everything on the planet. And so it's important to start at the beginning. We must start at the beginning. So trying to fix things outside is not going to work until you fix it within. And so this is why I'm very passionate about what I do. And this is why I'm very private about what I do, because when it comes to sexual healing and talking about, you know, sexual energy, I mean, even calling myself sex energy goddess, when I first came out um, with that in 2013, which was divinely, uh, a divinely gifted name. I mean, I, I can go deep into that, but I won't in the moment, but it, it, it had to do with my own sexual abuse abuse and coming to terms with what that energy is and recognizing that in this lifetime, I was sexually abused, but in this lifetime, I also conquered that abuse. Let me just say that I transformed that abuse and I recognize it for what it is. The energy that I came into this lifetime with was so powerful that I came into a, into a condition where I was abused with that energy because when young people come in with um, sex goddesses are not brand new. You went when a sex goddess is born onto this planet, um, it is very evident by her experiences. And a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with sexual abuse, rape, molestation, and all of these different things that happen to not just the women. It happens to the men as well. You know, we have sexually sexual divine beings that are here because we are masters of this energy. And we know how to organize it and use it for our greatest power. And so... We're not supposed to speak to everybody. We're not supposed to be out there for everybody because everybody doesn't understand. There is a time and a place when you're called to this information. And I was called to this information. I'm 50 years old. So this has been happening throughout, you know, I, I, I got... Um, as, as far as I can remember, my sexual abuse started when I was eight years old. Could it have been before then? Could it have been, you know... But eight was when... The, the, the box was open, so to speak. And so that started attracting so many other experiences. When you, when you stimulate a young person and you start confusing feelings of a pleasure with feelings of manipulation and feelings of fear, it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing to put an individual through. And a lot of survivors, a lot of people have survived that, that through the ability to compartmentalize. And that's not always a bad thing. It is a great thing to be able to do that. But now it's a time where we're coming out and the closet is wide open so that we can see what's in there so that we can fix it. And I'm, I'm here to help people fix it. You know, there's no, there's nothing that you can't heal from. There is nothing that you cannot heal from. And what is healing 
you know, people have a different definition of healing. And when it's your time to heal, then you'll be able to define that in a better way. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> she, she. She. Yes. Um, wow. Lots, lots there. And I never thought about, my goodness, um, you know, I never thought about like the vaccination being like a, like another form of that as well. You know, it, it's, I, I, I talk about this as well. And I usually talk about, which is also very valid as well, you know, that we do rape the earth because we rape the earth for resources because we forcefully mm-hmm. extract things like, you know, everywhere, like oil and all these types of things. And the earth is a living being and she's mm-hmm. mother. You know, it's we are us. living on a planet that is a, a feminine essence planet. And, um, you know, as above, so below, you know, that's why, you know, we do this to the earth. And then we have so many women that are coming forward, like, you know, with these stories that still mm-hmm. continue, you know, on and on to this day. But, um, and I love what you said about like, healing has a different, different definition for everyone, you know, because I absolutely believe that as well. So, wow. That's so, I, I <laughs> we, we went through so many different, you went through so many different things there and they're all so profound. I'm not even sure um, which piece to, to examine, but I guess I like to leave people and or offer people like tools or, you know, information or, or so like, what would you offer to somebody who's maybe new on their journey or who, who wants to, because, you know, a lot of women are looking at this and not just women, again, men, like mm-hmm. everybody, like, as you said, the sacral chakra, the sacred chakra is so important. So what are some ways or techniques or things that you could offer to people who are maybe wanting to, to find balance or find healing in that area? Uh, the first thing that I recommend is absolutely 100% meditation. That is the first and foremost. A lot of people say that they pray. Um, pray and meditation are not the same thing. In prayer, you're taking action. You're asking. In meditation, you are receiving what it is that you have asked for. In meditation, you are giving... Um, it's like you're submitting to that energy that you're asking, you know, you're, you're, if you're asking for something, you have to put yourself in the position to receive it. And so meditation is that place. And meditation is essential to everything. When it comes to your healing, you cannot do it without meditation. You cannot skip meditation. And it's not enough to say, I tried meditation and it's just, ah, oh, it's so difficult. It's so, <sighs> look, If you don't meditate, it's not going to happen. Just how about that? That's all it is. So you got to figure it out. And so the way to figure it out, this this might make it a little bit easier for you. There is no wrong way to meditate. The key to meditation is to be still and to clear your mind of things that might disrupt that moment that you're happening, that you're having with the most high with this energy. So if you start thinking about bills or you start thinking about Tom and Fred and what you got to do when the kids and this and this and that, then you're not accomplishing the meditative state. And so all that means is you have to find ways to quiet the mind and do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on yourself. Continue the meditation because in the meditation is where you get information of what you have to do in your walking life, information of what you have to do for your own healing. This is like your, 
your secret connection to the most high. And it is in through your own private meditation. I do not recommend it. I know that we've talked about this and, and I know that this may be conflicting to some of the communities that talk about um, togetherness, but I am going to give you something different today. And I will say that your meditation needs to be private and that I would not recommend meditating with other people that you are not comfortable with what their frequency is and what they are carrying because your meditative state is like you're having sex, right? And so do you let anybody in the room and do you let anybody around when you're doing that? Now, I, I think that that's a, that question could go in a lot of ways because some okay. people do it. Yeah, and that's okay too. But that's the key is that, you know, I know that there's a lot of group meditations that are happening. And so when you are in a group meditation space, you are very vulnerable. You're, I mean, so you have to be responsible for the energy that you carry. And, and, and it's a big responsibility to be a human and to really take care of this vessel. We haven't been taught to because we're so conditioned to give it away, do it for other people, that even people that spend their lifetimes uh, trying to help other people, those are my clients, by the way. The helpers of others still need help. You know, and so most of all, helpers, you need to be if you're working with people, you need to have people that you are working with as well. That's like a non absolutely like we're that whole world of, oh, I'm the guru. I'm the leader. You are the guru and the leader of your own life. Nobody else has that title or should have that title. And that's what we're coming into the realization now. And this is one of the reasons why I left social media and, you know, started kind of just coming into my own space because I don't want people to follow me like a fad or like a trend or thinking, you know what I'm saying? To be like, oh, it's cool to be like her or I'm going to do this like she did it. No, you got to do it like you do it. Your thumbprint, your, your, your DNA, your individual being is so important. It doesn't matter how insignificant you might feel that you are in the world. When you recognize the power of who you are, you can light up a whole city, just you. You know, so it's like once people recognize this within themselves, you're dealing with a whole different source of energy that has never existed like that on the planet. Because we have existed in a condition that of, of rulers, of the, the kings and queens that want to rule the people. That time is over because people are meant to rule and govern themselves in harmony with each other. This is not about you just, I talk a lot about closed off space because in this time of self-mastery, we have to do our work privately. And it's, it's a time that, you know, it's so important to do it with yourself, to be with yourself. But we do this with ourselves so that we can come out into the world and do our work and do it flawlessly because we don't have the distractions. We have been, you know, working on this, like this hermit mode. I'm not the only hermit. There's a lot of hermits that we've been working in our divine spaces to do this work. Not with just organ, but you, Surya, you do it with your music. Music is like organ. When people hear the sound of your voice, they will never forget it. When they hear you chanting those mantras, that connects to their soul. And that's why it is so important that people be mindful of what it is that they are are consuming because everybody does not have a good intention for you. There's a lot of people out there that they just want your money, you know, and I'm not talking about just your money, your physical money. I'm talking about your money as in you, your soul, your energy, who you are. That is what they want. That is what they thrive on. 
right? And so once you recognize who you are, no one could ever take that away. And that's what the world is afraid of. That's why these max vaccines and these forced vaccines are going on. That's why they're pushing fear, fear, fear all the day long. They are promoting fear. And this whole, uh, uh, there was, a, there was a, a, a broadcast that I saw last night and it is a, a broadcast. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and mention it. I don't care. I don't get, look, the show Queen Sugar that is um, created by the own network, Oprah Winfrey and that system. So they do a broadcast on this show. They're showing people in any show that you watch, right? So if you watch things, watch them and know what it is that you're looking at, right? Mm -hmm. So in this show, it's like they want to show you family and unity and all this stuff. But what they're showing you is people programmed to follow suit. They had a wedding, a beautiful private wedding. Everybody was wearing a mask. The people that were sitting next to each other that lived together were, were wearing masks with each other. You know, out in the space of the glory of God, of outside in nature, and they're masking themselves, making this look like it's so regular and trying to normalize it. And so I see what they're doing, and it's, but I do not spend a lot of time there. I watch to see what is happening in the world, and then I am out of there because I know that the force, what it gets this summer, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a very hot summer. And it has to do with spring equinoxes coming. Spring equinoxes uh, this weekend, actually. And so when the sun is in the direct, directly aligned above the earth, that is what the spring equinox is bringing. And it's bringing this energy of the sun in, this energy of growth and rebirth and amplification. So whatever it is that you want to create, whatever it is that you desire to happen, whatever it is that is vibrating inside of your soul, is going to be manifested with the energy of this spring equinox, whether you recognize it or not, whether you're knowing it or you're conscious of it, whatever your energy is vibrating will be amplified and manifested throughout the rest of the year and the days to come through the energy that is coming now, 2021, the spring equinox. We're not going to talk about the day or the it is an, it's a, a planetarial shift, and this is the time that is happening. There has never been a spring equinox like the one that's happening in 2021. Because the one that's happening in 2021, let me equate it to, and this is a message that actually came to me the other day um, during my meditation was, um, and I wrote it down, but I remember what I wrote, and it was that the spring equinox of 2021 is the Christ consciousness on mass humanity. And so it is an energy of, of wholeness and light that is coming during that time for everyone who is ready to take advantage of it. And so it's not about being paralyzed. You, you know, some people get so into idolatry that they feel like, oh, I just have to, you know, idolize the situation. But it is about idolizing the energy within yourself and being active in the things that you'll be able to do with what is happening on the planet. Because this, ampli this amplification is happening when you're in the darkness as well. So you have to be your own light in the darkness so that you can navigate through the, through the darkness that's going to be stirring on the planet. Because, you know, a lot of people have the, the misconception that, oh, um, Christ consciousness and Jesus is coming and he's going to come and deliver everyone. And that's not how it works. 
Jesus is already here. And if you look in the mirror, you can find that consciousness, right? And so the person that's going to be de to, to deliver you is you. You are the master of yourself. So you are going to deliver yourself to the heaven that you are creating. And so if you, whatever is in your mind is what's going to be happening. So if you are a person that's in a low vibrating space and you're feeling absolutely defeated and you're feeling like nothing is going right and nothing will ever go right and the world is torn and the world is over and this is the end and woe is me and there's nothing else that I could do. Oh my gosh, look at all that spelling I just did. I just put all of that, when, when we do those things, when we think those things, we are putting that energy upon ourselves. And the universe, the Most High says, that's what you want? And so it is. Because it's not a language. It is a vibration. And this vibration is loud. It's like scalar energy. It is scalar energy that reaches the Most High, that reaches the divine presence in the planet. And so whatever it is that you desire, through that energy, because see, desire doesn't mean you're desiring something good. Desire means what is that energy that's grounded in your root chakra, in your sacral chakra, in your solar plex, it's thriving. This energy is, you know, you think about it all the time and maybe what you think about all the time is not a good thing, right? But this energy creates a desire. The desire is that force that's saying, this is what I really want. This is my deepest desire. Some people think that their deepest desire is just something, you know, shiny and pretty and going to heaven. But what they're functioning in through their vibration is a desire of poverty and, 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 and sickness, you know, and, and all of this. There's so many things that we create unknowingly because your subconscious mind is what operates your whole entire life. And you're only you're not conscious of it. It's your subconscious mind. And it runs like, what is it? 87% of your brain. And then the rest is you, your, your consciousness. So the key is tapping into your subconscious mind and you tap in through your subconscious mind by looking at what is your reality. What have you been manifesting in your life? What kind of relationship are you in? What, what is your job situation? What are all of those things are telling about the thoughts and belief systems you are carrying in your root chakra. And I'll take a pause because I know I talk a lot, Sylvia. <laughs> I love it. I'm like spitting fire over here. <laughs> it, it's good though. And that, that type of energy, I, I love this type of energy because what's been frustrating me right now is how, um, especially in Canada, like how passive so many people are. And they're just like, doo, 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 and they're just like watching all this stuff happen. And, you know, there's a difference between choosing to like intentionally remove yourself from something and just going along with something because like, oh, what the heck, everybody else is doing it and you don't, you know? So I, I really appreciate your, your, the direct fiery energy. Um, and I would actually really love for you, if you feel comfortable doing so, speaking a little bit about your personal experience with, um, with your son, Lucas, and how you've also um, gathered some of the information that you have through, through your journey with him, the wonderful being that he is. Okay. Well, my son, Lucas, is 28 years old. And Lucas is a great um, reason why we started working with the organ uh, devices and organ technology, because Lucas was diagnosed with autism when he was, well, he was actually diagnosed by the time he was about four. 
No, actually, it was about five because it wasn't until I had to put them in the school system that people were paying attention to what was going on. And um, what happened with Lucas was very specific. Lucas was developing quite normally. Um, he was doing a lot of things like he was singing complete songs. He was, you know, talking when he was nine months. So he was saying, you know, I mean, he was very you know, he was my first son. So, but according to my relationships with my other family members and other children, I knew that he was, you know, developing normally. Well, after the age of two, all of that changed. Like it was a, it was almost like a sudden change. And I know that it was gradual, but it seemed very sudden when he stopped looking at me and he started having tantrums that were just like, uh, the, the beyond controllable. And so, and then he started, um, you know, just, he was, just wasn't talking anymore. He would make sounds, but it was like a whole different little being. And I knew, you know, I felt this change, but I didn't know what it was. And so when I went to the doctors, I was getting a lot of questions like, did I do drugs and different things like that? And, you know, they were, they immediately just wanted to say, hyperactive or uh, they really didn't know what they were looking for. But I remembered, and this is okay. We started ex experiencing the, this when he was two, but through the years, he started developing other things like um, pattern, pattern behavior. Like he loves seeing things that spin. And so spinning uh, was a way to help him calm because he could do that all day. And then drumming, drumming was a really big help for him and helping him uh, stay calm and me connecting with him. Um, so by the time that he was diagnosed, I already had an idea that it was autism only because I remember watching the movie Rain Man and I remember some of the characteristics in the character. And so then I started looking a little deeper into that. And I mean, you know, like 20 years ago, they didn't have all the information that they have now in regards to what autism is. But when once I went into the medical system, it's like their only solution is always to um, to medicate. Right. And that wasn't something that I wanted to do. So we dealt with Lucas's tantrums and we had different systems that we created to do that. And it got to the point when he was 11 years old that it got so crazy that I had to we had to, you know, find something to because Lucas is about six feet tall now. And him, his father and I are not able we're not able to just hold him down all the time and, you know, to control when he was having these tantrums. Because with a neurological disorder, you're dealing with someone who once they get that twitch or that they go into that space, they're not themselves. They're not, it's like another person and, and that's what happens. And so if you don't have a system already in place, it could be really bad. And with people that have autism, their younger years, they develop the things, the habits that they get from when they're you know young till they're about 14 it's essential and i know that there's an age stop but it is essential to do the work with them as early as possible because anything that becomes a routine becomes a very solid routine with them and with lucas we had to teach him that routine is change and so that was oh my goodness that was definitely a struggle and it was definitely a struggle in not um wanting him to be medicated by the time, so when he was 11, no, actually this was, yeah, I believe it was when he was 11 because he was already really big and, and it was getting really difficult. Then we did, um, 
we did take him to the doctor and they prescribed Risperdal. And so he was taking like one milligram of Risperdal and it made a difference. It definitely made a difference. But when you look at the, uh, when you look at what Risperdal is and what happens in the long run to an individual, then, you know, all we were thinking was he's not going to make it you know, too long if he's on this medication. There has to be another way. And so um, Oregon came into the picture actually when he was already in, he was already in high school, after high school. After high school, it, he, um, Oregon came into the picture. Before Oregon, we did start using cannabis and we used it um, edibles. We used cannabis edibles to help and that was excellent. That helped tremendously and that helped him, you know, he, he's the best person in describing how that felt to him and what it is to him. But what he said was that it connects his mind. It helped, it helped things connect to where they're supposed to be. And so when an autistic person can say something like that, so clearly, how could you deny the effects of what is being used? So, um, Oregon and cannabis was a key to Lucas's development. And Lucas is now in a, in a different place. From us right now and that's something that you know we're working on our reunion back uh with our son but he's in a place where he had to be he had to be there for some time so that he can grow and learn about himself and learn about being independent because one thing that is really um a powerful lesson that i can share with a lot a lot of mothers that have children with autism first of all is there they have all of the capacity in the world you know and i know that there's extremes to it and i know that everyone everyone is different but um you have to follow your instinct with your child and know that they're they're not of this time um the reason why um autistic children are being created to be autistic is because their makeup and their DNA and what they're coming into this planet with is really a, a really high source of being, right? And so the powers that be, they're they already know what's up. They know what's going on. And this is another reason why I don't say a lot to the public anymore, because this is information that the people that don't get it, they think that you're out of your mind for it. But the people that understand what it is uh, with, a, with a physical experience, a real experience of what that is, you know, their lives then become compromised for sharing information. And the way that I see it, it's not that important. Uh, for, I'm not trying to be anybody's martyr. I'm not trying to do that. I am trying to um, help people recognize the power of who they are and that and how they can heal all kinds of conditions. And autism happens to be one of them as well. And autism comes with a whole nother level that is a whole different species of people coming in. And this was practiced and studied by Dr. Delbert Blair. And he's somebody that I worked with briefly before he passed. And he was a metaphysical uh, metaphysical doctor, you know, and so um, check him out, Dr. Delbert Blair. If you Google him, you will find a lot of information. He, he spoke a lot about um, the beings that were coming. They started coming in um, in the in the late 80s. They start. I mean, they've always been coming in, but they started coming in through a lot of people. Like you started seeing the amount, if you look at the amount of people with autism, autism is a result of what the vaccine does to their brain because of what already exists there. Like they, it's, 
all I could say is that it's, it's not like you and me. These are different beings that came here to raise the vibration of the planet and to bring wholeness back to the planet. And this is why they're so gifted. They're, most of them are gifted in, all, in, in our sciences, our organic science, cosmology, astrology, crystals, geology, music, art. The, if you were to bring a group of people that are autistic the percentage of them having um, skills that are uh, like unlike anyone else is very high, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's something that's very sensitive because it's not something that needs to be grouped with a whole bunch of other autistic people. Every individual is important and powerful. If you can connect with a group of people that recognize the, um, the power of these beings that are coming in, uh, then that's a good space to be in. But if you do not have that kind of community, you're okay with being with yourself and with your child because you're not alone. You have ancestors and divine guidance and so does that little being that you're, that you're um, taking hold of. And it's important to listen to them and listen to what they say, no matter what it sounds like, listen to them and let them know that you hear them because that is what's necessary for them to not have other mental disorders that come by way of people judging them and thinking that they're nuts for believing something or thinking something. You know, one of the things that they, um, they, give, they give my son medication for, um, for talking to himself. So Lucas talks to himself quite often. But see, Lucas knows that when he's talking to himself, he's talking to beings in his mind, to other, he'll go, he says, I went to the past and I talked to myself and I told myself, you know, he gives himself lessons from the past. So... Who is anyone to say that is crazy or that is, you know, abnormal? It would be abnormal if he's wanting you to believe that the people that he's seeing are right there when he recognizes that it's only his own experience. You know, it's, it's abnormal if he's saying, if he's forcing someone to do or, or, you know, to believe things just because it's what is, is in his reality. But when a person can tell you, I do this and I know why I do this. I know that there's nobody there. This is somebody that I'm making up in my head. You know, people do that all the time. But now do we admit it? Do we admit it? We don't because we know that if we tell somebody, I talk to myself all the time, they're going to think that we're nuts. So why are you talking to yourself? And so these are the kind of things that get amplified in these situations and we call it abnormal or this is wrong because mainstream society says that quote unquote normal people don't walk around talking to each other or talking to themselves. So they label people that do things like that as crazy, but they completely ignore uh, the brain and the voice that comes out of him that speaks things that only a person that recognizes the power of the divine recognizes the truth of what it is. You know, one thing that my son tells me is that he's from Mars. I'm sorry, that he's from Venus. And that's why he loves women so much. Who am I to tell him, Lucas, you're not from Venus. You know what I'm saying? It's like when your child tells you that and they tell you that with such force, you know, and this is a story that he has carried for a long time. And you know, I would ask him, well, what is it like? Or what do you remember? Or what, you know, and he would always just say women and women. And this is why he loves women so much. And because <laughs> he loves women. But, you know, we, we have to, we can't dismiss the things that our children tell us because it doesn't fit 
uh, societal norms, you know? And I think that um, children with autism, people with autism have a great deal to, te to teach humanity. And the unfortunate thing is that the people that know what's up, they don't want that to happen, you know? What would the world be with a healed humanity, with people that know how to, you know, do for themselves and help themselves and love themselves and love each other? You know, if, if with a world that are without sickness, pharmaceutical, they, they'd be gone. You know, the government, who, what? It's been, it's been trying to be done for centuries and hundreds and thousands of years, and it has not worked. And so it's now time for Gaia to take control. And that's what's happening now. And so because we are part of that, and if you recognize yourself as being part of the earth, then you're going to have a different perception of it, you know? And so you asked, and I know I went to this whole long tangent, but you were also asking about, um, I know you were asking about Lucas. One of the things um, about the, when you asked about what could we share with people. And I talked about meditation, but another key to that is nature. And what's coming to me right now, and I have to do it is trees because I'm a tree. I'm from the trees. I've loved the trees forever and they've always been healing and they are our ancestors. You know, it's like this energy that exists on the planet is a very powerful energy. The unseen is very powerful, but it's always felt. And when you go into nature, you feel it all the time, no matter what you believe, you feel it. You know, that's undeniable. And so when it comes to um, your, your autistic children or your autistic people that are under this condition of autism, take them to nature. Use the tools that are available to heal them. Organ energy batteries were magnificent. But this is something, yes, I had to make it and I had to, you know, it's alchemy. So it takes a lot, right? But God didn't put us here to be deficient. So there's always a solution for your healing and it is right there on the earth. You go to a, to a, to a speck of grass, you could put your feet on that grass, touch your, 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 the soles of your feet with the dirt and immediately it's going to send electricity up into your body that's going to start aligning your body with the energy of the planet. A tree does the same thing, the ocean, the lakes, the sun, the moon, all of these things that are available to us always are healing tools for us. And so when you take advantage of these tools, more tools appear, more ideas happen for your healing, more things show up into your experience for your benefit, but you have to make that connection and the connection cannot be unauthentic. This is another reason why the ancestors asked me to pull away because we live in the world where in social media and in mass media, everything is being used. All of the spiritual techniques and sacred um, uh, rituals, all of that is being just totally poured out into the world to add more confusion and to make you think, oh, this is wicked. This is evil. This is good. And this is bad. It is about balance. There is no bad could not exist if there was not good. Good could not exist if there was not bad. Light could not exist with the darkness and so on and so forth. So it is about balance and it is about forgiveness and allowing yourself to have this experience as a human being and bring yourself to the point of balance to where you recognize that your life is not for naught. You are not your circumstances or something jacked up that you did in your life once upon a time does not create your whole entire being. 
you know? And so once all of these things start to happen within ourselves, the world outside of us is going to change, but it's not going to happen without ourselves. And the people that have autism, that it's very important to connect with these beings. And if you want to avoid this, um, uh, this disruption in the neurological mind of people, then you must stay away from any kind of vaccination. And I'm saying this from experience because I know what happens when I stop, uh, when we started seeing all of the effects with Michaela, I mean, with Lucas, immediately with our daughter, it stopped immediately with no more vaccinations. She was in high school, didn't take any of those vaccinations. But see, this was during my time of processing all of this stuff. We're in a time now, you got to make a decision. Either you're going to be part of the system that was created to destroy humanity, or you are going to create your own system and be a part of the humanity that is wanting to help humanity. Once you make up that mind, all of the resources that you need will come to you. But the moment that you doubt it, the moment that you let fear overcome you, you lose it. That is the separation between the people right? What's separating you is not what you're saying and what it is what you are vibrating, what you are believing in your mind and in your heart. And so what it is that you believe is what's going to create the space that you're going to exist in. So the only thing that can save you or defeat you is you and what's in your mind and what's in your heart. And so once you have that in order, then you have the whole world that you had that, that you can take advantage of and 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 fully exist in bliss because that doesn't happen when you die and go to the 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 programmed heaven that we've been told that exists up in the sky heaven is here and it is now and it is in your mind and so is hell and a lot of people take themselves to hell I'm going to say about 12 hours of the day, if not even more. And so these are the things that have to be worked on. It's the mind. It's yourself. It's your body. It's your vessel. And I have to add to this because this is important to autistic people. They're finicky eaters for a reason. They know what's beneficial to them and what is not. But if you introduce them to things that are not good, their mind is going to, um, is going to you know, it's going to connect to their mind and it's going to, create a bad habit for them. So if you start creating good habits for them early, then that's going to change the whole dynamic of their lives because everything that we consume has an effect on us. Whether you consume it through eating it, watching it, hearing it, all of that is what makes us sick or well. And so when it comes to your diet, you have to have a clean diet if you want to connect to the energy that nature has to offer. A lot of people get organ energy devices and they're not able to feel them and they think, oh, it doesn't work because I can't quote unquote feel it. Trust and believe it is working. The crystals and the stones and the natural organic elements of the planet are always working. What's not working is us. And so we have to, in order for you to heighten your sensitivity, you have to disconnect from the outside. You have to do your meditation. You want nature to help you help nature. You have to spend time with it. You have to, if you see litter, if you see a trash bag or something on the street, pick it up. Take it in and, and find it in your, you know, be a part of the, of the great, of the greatness that you want to see in the world. You can't wait for somebody else to do it. You can't say, doesn't the city have people to do that? And I mean, it, but, but again, 
It's what's in your heart because I'm going to tell you this other thing. If you do something, oh my goodness, this is a good one, Surya. This is a good one. Okay, because there's a lot of people that do things and they're like, I'm going to do this because this is a good look. You know, this is, oh, look at me. I'm cleaning up the trash. Oh, look at me. I'm feeding the homeless. Look at me. This is what I'm doing. That's not coming from your heart. That's coming from your ego. When your heart moves you to do something, you will do it and no one needs to see it. No one needs to know it. And so when you start practicing in this way, so many different things open up to you because you start, you'll move yourself away from a place that has dirt and, and, you know, just from being that person that is doing that. You don't have to depend on a whole bunch of people to think the way you think or do what you do. You just have to do it. We've heard it forever. Be the example of what it is that you want to see in the world. You have to be that. And so now we're just being faced with the reality of what happens when we are not that. So I know I went on a whole long tangent, Surya, you know, that's. I love it. I wish people could see me like at different points. I'm like doing these little dances and I'm like, yeah, like speak it. Um, it's true. I, I, I agree with so much of what you said. And it's, I, I don't know, in the past few weeks, I've just been like, wow. So like, how is it possible? And I, I like you had this vision at the beginning of um, like about, about this time last year when, you know, the quarantine and like, like this whole thing was starting up and I had this vision that there were going to be two different worlds that were emerging. And, you know, this was, this was spoken about, this was talked mm-hmm. about. We've talked about this. Like, you know, we got in touch right after this happened. And we're like, well, we knew this was happening. Didn't we, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, we're like, you know, <laughs> and we knew like, we didn't know exactly like it was going to be this, but we knew it was going to be something like this. And I, you know, I remember I um I had this vision. There was this, like, you know, some very helpful people helping us at the beginning of, you know, load up the car with food and stuff like that when everybody was stocking up on stuff. And I had this very clear vision that it was like two different worlds. And you articulated mm-hmm. it very well. It's like, you, you have to make a choice now. It's like, are you going to be part of this, you know, like, you know, pledging allegiance to this broken system and, and being <laughs> obedient to that broken system? Or are you going to be a part of co-creating, you know, this new system that we're creating? Absolutely. And, you know, I know, I know where I'm going and it's very interesting to see and it's happening right now. And part of the reason that it's happening even more so than perhaps it needs to and or the intention behind it, as you mentioned many times, yeah. there is a lot of intention behind the, um, I like to call them like the powers that were, because I find like when we say the powers that be, it's like, we're still giving them power, you know right? Thank you for that. I will, yeah. I will never say, say that again Ache. I received that uh yes the powers that were absolutely because we're like like come on like get out of here already you know yeah and yeah and I saw that yeah it's, it was very clear that there were these two and again this is all being facilitated by all of these very divisive statements it's like us against them like either you're this mm-hmm. or you're that and then people it's like like you said at the beginning you know people are getting so upset about all these things and it's yes. it's very interesting what happens on social media too people start arguing about all this stuff and then yes. it's like they don't even know I saw an argument I'm not going to say who it was but it was a woman <laughs> that I know from Vancouver with a Mm -hmm. very, very famous American rapper. And my jaw dropped to the ground because this man was going off on her saying, you're a, he's like, you, he's like, you're a white supremacist. You get out from hiding behind your private account. She's like, I'm a black woman. And like, you would not believe the exchange that went on between the two of them. I was just like, I was like, wow, I can't even believe it. He was so ignorant. He jumped to so many conclusions. He was just off of his head. And like it was like um, and he just kept going he kept going he kept going even after he said it's like people are so quick to anger so quick to insult so quick to like i I, it was it's just mind-boggling some of the stuff that i see 
I'm going to I'm going to share something else that is um, going to be interesting to some people. And I OK, so the vaccinations, the things that the when they started doing the tests, when they started doing the tests, um, they were injecting nanoparticles inside of people. And these nanoparticles are are affecting not only the immune system, but they're connected to your your whole uh, DNA structure. And they, what what was said was that <laughs> there was this chip that is created like a computer system. And it made just so much sense because this is the reason why Bill Gates is in the forefront of what the vaccinations and stuff are. They're wanting for people to be like a computer system and they want to, um, they want to be able to control people in that manner. And so that is definitely something that is happening throughout the world. If you ever saw the movie named Kingsmen with Samuel Jackson, where they were giving in the community, I can't remember what year this movie came out, but they were giving people in the community free phones, free mm -hmm. cell phones, right? That was the first red flag for me, right? Because whenever you're given something for free, it's like, is it really free, right? So um, once the, Sam, the character of Samuel Jackson, uh, he had control of all the people by just putting his hand on this thing. And so uh, he could make people be violent. And that's what was happening. And from what I know from the entertainment industry, being in there so many years and seeing how they work and operate, they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And so they show you so that, you know, it's kind of like a little game for them. And so they show you what they're going to do. Then they do it because they know that people aren't going to, you know, really believe it. They're, and so that's what's happening now with people that are experiencing um, emotional discomfort and mental illness. There are triggers in nanotechnology that's being sent to people. Um, it's been being poured on us since Whenever you started seeing chemtrails, it's been like oh, way over 20 years now with the chemtrails. This is also nanoparticles that are, you know, projected onto the planet and it's damaging absolutely everything, you know, but it's, it's on a level, it's on a cellular level. And so it, it happens in a gradual sense, but right now it's just hitting so hard because all of these things are wanting to go against what is natural order, natural law. And so they can't do that. And you know what I'm saying is that I'm saying that they can't do that, but they can, they can, they are, and they will continue. You just don't have to give it your consent. You don't have to consent to those things. Just like you said, Surya, people have to make a decision. And yeah, once you make that decision, then you're going to be led all the way. Just like people that are counting on the government to help them, the people that are counting on, on Gaia, Most High, whatever they want to call that source, the universe, that they're going to be following that source and that's going to be um, abundantly resourceful for people who recognize what that is. Um, the people that are in control are controlling everything by fear. Like when you go outside and you look at nature and you just close your eyes and, and look at nature 
nature or feel nature rather. And then you open your eyes and you see what is against nature. When you're seeing people wearing masks out in the sun, in the street, in the, in the natural air. In the forest, even I see people in the forest, in the mountains, in the, I'm just, it's just like unfathomable. Or when they're the only person on the block, there's nobody around them. I'm like, what, what is going on here? Or in the car by themselves. That's another one of my favorites too. It's just like, what, what are you you doing in there? Exactly. Exactly. What are you afraid of in there? And they haven't taken the time to really find out what is happening when you do that, when you're breathing in your own CO2, when you're not taking there, you're creating a situation. Here's what's happening with the mask and the reason why the mask ties in. When you're wearing the mask consistently, your body, we have very, uh, um, what is it, um, adaptable bodies. And so now if you're telling your body, this is the way to breathe now, you're making, you're, you're weakening your immune system and you're weakening your body's ability to fight natural things off. We, we're like a natural machine that fights off all kinds of stuff, right? And so our, like when, when a person's getting sick, right? A person, a, a flu or whatever, that is your body healing. That is your body getting rid of what is not good in them. That is the way the body works. And so when you are wearing a mask all the time, you are creating a new system for yourself so that you're, it's going to be more difficult for you to combat to combat the regular, um, the common flu or cold. So what they're doing is they're messing with people's systems. For, of course, is mental mental damage as well, but it's also um, affecting you physically because you are doing something unnatural to your body. It is unnatural to live with a mask on all day, to send your child to school and put him in front of a computer with a mask on all day. This is unnatural. And so your body is going to react to these non, these unnatural effects, you know? And what happens is, to put it simply, you end up having premature death. That's what happens. That's what they want. Let's not forget about them saying that the world is overly populated, right? And wanting to get rid of that and... If I hadn't heard it with my own ears and seen them with my own eyes saying that, you know, the vaccinations are going to help with the population control. You know what I'm saying? It's like people say this. They're, Bill Gates said this. He says yes, it all. This is what I find fascinating. He said yes, it people. all. It comes yes. right out of his right out of his mouth, you know? Yep. And people are still trusting it. So, you know, we you, you can't be uh, responsible for for everybody. You really have to focus on yourself. And I think that that's a very important thing because I know that there's another word that's being thrown around. We're all in this together, blah, 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 blah. We're all, you know, and it's just a lot of mixed messages that they're wanting to send. We're not all in this together. And I think that people, when they're experiencing these difficulties and these changes that they're having in their own lives, they're coming to that realization that, no, we're not all in this together. You know, it's like even when people, you know, the, the, the biggest and the greatest people that are helping other people that are doing things, when they disconnect from those other people, they are with themselves. They have to deal with what is in their mind, what is in their spirit, all of that by themselves. We all got to do it. You know, but we've all been uh, trying to put this out of, oh, well, I'm going to help this person. I'm going to, you know, my job is to help this other person. And you cannot neglect yourself. Neglecting yourself is sinning against God. Real talk. 
You know, people want to hide behind, but I help so many people. And that's supposed to be like this thing of honor where I help so many people that I don't think of myself. That's not cool. That's not cool. That's abuse. And you got to treat yourself better. And you got to treat yourself with love and treat yourself like you would treat the people that you love. And we don't do that. We think of ourselves less all the time. It is a common way of thinking because this is how we are instructed to think. I know that some people would say, oh, no, it's in my heart to just help other people first. If you recognize the value of yourself and who you are, if you were uh, one of the people that loved the Jesus, right, then you would recognize the power of self-love. I mean, I don't even like bringing the Jesus up a whole lot because they have misconstrued that energy so dang much. You know what I'm saying? It's like, poor Jesus, you know? But it's like... Most, most misunderstood man on the planet, along with Buddha, who's the most misquoted, you know? It's like, yes. what, do we, what do we do to all these people? They come and then, then they leave and then it just turns into a giant, I mean, it's, a, it's just a giant shit show, isn't it? It is. And I will say for all of you that want to connect with Jesus, Buddha, Michael Jackson, Prince, whoever... <laughs> What you have to do is connect to the spirit of who they are and they will connect with you personally. You will get an experience with the spirit of that individual on a personal level that can only be, it can only be um, validated by you. You know, I've had, I've had a lot of uh, musician visitors and I know that it has to do with my, with my strong uh, music tie on this planet. And you have a strong music tie on this planet too. Um, music is very healing. It is um, one, of the, one of the biggest things used for mass programming. And it is, the, it is also the salvation of this new world. And so uh, I'm very happy to, uh, to be in this space where music and authentic music is thriving and in the world of the internet and um, this freedom that we have as musicians to express, this is what's necessary. I, um, and I know I'm jumping into this, but I don't think that your audience knows our background coming together in music. But um, Surya and I are both, uh, we came together by way of music through this common individual that we don't even have to talk about right now. But it was a very co powerful confirmation as to what our purpose was um, in this lifetime together. And, you know, music. You were, you were the, you were being a, you were being like the fierce goddess, even in that situation too. We won't get into the details, but you, holy moly. I was like, wow, this woman is on fire. You went head to head with a very, very powerful individual with like no fear. You were just like, went all in. I was like, wow, look at you go. It was, it was remarkable. And I'm not afraid to say his name. I just wanted to be respectful to how much you want to share and what you don't want to share. But, you know, that person's, I, I don't know if I ever told you that, but that person's sister came to my house after that. You remember that whole radio thing that we did? I don't remember. No, I don't. I, I, maybe you told me, but I forget now. Oh, okay. Um, well, just for the sake of, of our listeners and, you know, I don't like being all like, oh, but what is it? So there was this event that happened in, in, our, um, in my exit from the world of the entertainment industry. And one of the, and the, the exit was with an artist by the name of Wyclef Jean. And that artist, um, he, he came into my life through a, through a music competition. And that's how Surya and I met. Um, but through that competition, a lot of different things started developing. And I started working with him on a personal level with some, you know, social media type things. And he just really was not aware 
of of you know who I was in the industry because I never really talked about it, but just who I am who I was as a person at that time. And so um, he was using a lot of the star techniques of, you know, when they try to groom you for your energy and they start talking to you consistently and putting labels on you, like you're my secretary of state, you know, what would I do without you and calling your house all the time and, you know, trying to make you feel really special. Cause when celebrities do that, they know the effects that they have on people, but there was something about me with him that he already knew that I wasn't the, uh, you know, regular schmegler. So it was, he wasn't really coming at me that way, but I was, I'm also a smart lady. So I was just staying in my, my lane and only doing what I needed to do. When I went into negotiations to do a private deal with, um, with Wycliffe John and his people, uh, when his, when we went into negotiations, they pretty much stopped the negotiations because they were not happy with what I was asking for in um, in return for the work that I was doing for him. And so when they wanted to shut things down, they just completely shut it down by shutting down the my emails. Uh, not, I think everybody changed their numbers. It was like the craziest thing that happened. And so when he did that, it, it was a big trigger for me. I worked in the industry for a lot of years and it was a trigger for me of how people are that do not comply with their ways are just deadened, are neutralized, are, you know, are, are, are um, made to be like they are nothing. And so one of the things that Wyclef did to me with his major platform that he had, he said something about me to his Twitter followers and he told the Twitter followers that I was psycho and out of my mind or something to that effect. And I have a recording of this, but um, so when he did that, my husband kind of lost and he was like, we're not doing it. We, we had an online um, broadcast on, on blog talk radio and it was, you know, just a modest broadcast. You know, we did our thing. That's my word radio show. And so um, we wanted to talk about it to the people that were in our community. And it was a lesson in showing people that, you know, these celebrities put themselves in a position thinking that they have control and rulership over people and that they could just, you know, stomp on somebody and that person is going to be quiet. And I wasn't that person. So what I did was we did a broadcast and we shared all of the information that um, that Wyclef has shared um, with me, all of the things that he said about me, all of the things that he said to me. And um, we had it out there to the point where we had other people that were calling onto the show and um, giving their testimony to the situation and their experience. And there were so many people listening. I didn't even know that many people were listening. My husband said, Wyclef is going to call. I was like, he's not going to call. He doesn't even listen to the broadcast. Well, the very next day, he called on the show to apologize. Of course, it was one of my biggest broadcasts. And those broadcasts, by the way, are nowhere to be, to be found. They've deleted everything. Google deleted um, emails that he and I sent to each other. Like, everything was deleted. And it was the one thing. This was, I think, back in 2010. And it was the one thing that made me feel like, oh, this shit is really real. Okay. So this is, and this was before he ran for for uh, president in Haiti. So then after that whole thing happened on the radio, right, his sister came to my house, Melky Jean came to the house to confirm and to say thank you to me for standing up to her brother. 
And I had never spoken this before, but it's like, it's so funny because my husband was asking me, like, who are you trying to protect? It's not even that I'm trying to protect anybody. It's just that I feel like my business is my business. And people, they take a name and they want it. Like, we don't want Surya's broadcast to be about Wyclef. We don't want Surya's broadcast to be about this experience. And people get, you know, they hear a name and it all of a sudden becomes about that individual. But this was just an experience that happened in my life that took me to the place where I am now in my um self-healing and that was one of the ties that that was one of the confirming things that really you know took me to the space that I'm in today but yes Wyclef John came back to the show he apologized um because he put my life in danger when you tell somebody that um and you're a celebrity like that and you tell them that I mean I was receiving death threats all kinds of stuff was happening in my Twitter and it was all because of Mr. Wyclef John and so yeah I held him accountable and real real talk I could have sued the fuck out of him Pardon my Francois, um, but I could have I could have sued him for that. That was absolute uh, defamation of character. He was, you know, putting uh, threats on me. You know what I'm saying? It's like by, through his people because they're very smart. They they know what they have to say to get some action going on. You know, but the one thing that Mr. Wyclef John knows about me is that he, he he looked at me in my eyes. He knows who I am, and I know who he is, and he knows just to you know. Do what you do over there. I do what I do over here, respectively, because the most high is going to take care of everything all the time. Nobody gets away with what they do ever. It may seem like that to some people, but karma is a very it's a very real thing. It's a part of natural law. You cannot escape it. And so whatever you do on this planet, you will pay no matter what. And everybody is getting what they've earned. So I'm always happy for that. So um, in closing with that situation, there is never, it's always love. Would I, and, and this is what it is about people that we may not agree with. When I, when I look at this individual, they had, we had so many things in common and I recognize that. And, um, and, and there was so, there's so much power in him as there is power in me, you know? And so I can honor the power that exists, whether it be that they're choosing it to do the most ratchetest things or not. I recognize and I honor that power because I know that we all have the capacity and the capability to be as good as we want to be or as fucked up as we want to be. It's a choice. And everybody has a choice to change their mind and do something different. So I will never say that I, I'm just not going to say anything to judge or condemn Wyclef, even for all the raggedy ass stuff that I know that he has done. I'm not, it's not my place to do that. I hope that he has taken his time with the most high and he has done his work to resolve any, anything that's wrong so that he could resolve it for himself. Not for the people that are listening, his fans, none of that. This is for his soul, for himself. Mm -hmm. He's a very powerful being. And I just hope that he gets it right. I hope all these people that have been subjected to the, you know, to the powers of the media, because, you know, the media is very powerful. And when a person, especially a person that has lived in, in poverty and they're gifted with all kinds of shiny rewards and wonderful things and money that gives you more power, people will lose their minds. People don't know what to do with money, especially if they never had it. And when they have the power of that, they lose their minds. And so I'm not mad at anybody for falling victim to the to the enticement that has happened in the world. And there's a lot of, a lot of celebrities that can't speak 
on what's going on because of their contract ties, because of what they fear they will lose and all different things like that. I have a lot of people that come to me from that world. And so the, the ones that finally get to that point where they know, they know that nothing, nothing formed against them will prosper ever. And, you know, when you recognize the trueness of who you are, there are lawful ways. I'm not talking about saying I'm this person. I'm going to go live away somewhere. Nobody bothers me. It's I know who I am in law and I stand by that. And no one has the right to molest me. No one has the right to intrude upon what I am doing in my life. And when you know your rights and you know the power that you have, there is no court system, nothing in the world that can go against that. And that's where we are now. There is a lot of information out there for people to, um, to recognize who they are and to proclaim their status, to proclaim their proper status and take ownership of the corporate name and I, I I'm not going to talk too much about this, but there's because it goes into a whole bunch of other stuff. But there's a way to free yourself from slavery. There's a way to claim your freedom on this planet now here, a lawful way to do it uh, where you will be respected. And there are people that are working on um, being able to make that easier for other people um, that that finally get that awakening and say it's time to move in this way. And I do offer information about that at mastervibration13.com. In order to participate in any of my study groups, you must apply. I used to do this thing, Surya, where I was, you know, my website is free. Anybody can come to mastervibration13.com. You can look at the information there. That's fine. Uh, when it comes to my, and I do have some available podcasts there, you can find the Master Vibration self-healing sessions on um, Spotify, and you can find the study group on Spotify. Um, there's a new study group that's happening now for the new season, and that's, totally and completely private. And we would have to talk first in order for you to be able to come into that group. And it's just simply because we do have to know the people that we're connecting with. And this is not about quantity, it's about quality. And when you start working with individuals that are really focused on um, making a difference in the planet, I, I like the number 13. And if you have a group of 13 people, you can change the world. So, you know, it, it, that's, that's my line of thinking. And so I connect with other people that are doing, you know, the same thing. And we meet on the frequency that we connect with. You know, I, I don't want to recruit people to my way. I don't want to, you know, try to get you to come and I'm going to get you, you know, I, I'll sell you some Oregon energy batteries. My work is only for the people that are committed to doing the work on themselves. So my, I don't sell my, my work to the public. Um, my intention now is to teach people more about creating their own because I'm in a space where I have thousands of pieces. So I'm speaking from a, a perspective of energy that is not uh, normally felt. So I want people to experience that for themselves as well. And for them to learn how to do this for themselves, um, that also keeps you from being a target. If you start trying to do this work, organ, organite, organ energy batteries, um, organ technology, natural healing, it will get to a point, you get too big, 
they will neutralize you. They will try to kill you. They will try to, and that's just real. I mean, this is not even anything this like people talk even, about yeah. conspiracy. Like this is real facts that have happened. You know, it's, it's not even a conspiracy. I mean, it's just so ridiculous that people even, I mean, that's a whole other thing. But um, uh, just before we wrap up here, I actually just want to tell this story about what I'm wearing and just oh, how yeah. right before we jumped on the phone, uh, my son was here um, and he, he, can't, he came up to me and he handed me this necklace and he said, mama, you have to wear this beautiful crystal necklace today. Now this crystal necklace that I'm wearing is an organite piece that you made for me. Like what? five, six years ago, something like that. So the time, maybe even longer, maybe eight, nine, whatever. But it was like the timing of it was just, I don't even know where he found this. I think it's just in with, um, you know, a bunch of my crystals there, but the timing of it was, you know, so very aligned. Thank you, Mari. (laughs) Yes. You are so welcome. And I know that I, that I said a mouthful and this is usually, you know, what happens. Um, I appreciate your time, Sudi. I appreciate us having this conversation so much more to talk about. So much more. Come back, come back again. And we, there, there's lots to talk about. You know, I, a lot of, a lot of my guests on my comeback again, we have, there's so much to talk about and we have to keep having these conversations because Mm -hmm. everyone's going to hear it in a different way. Some people might hear it from you. Some people might hear it from me. Some people are not going to hear it at all. Again, that's their, that's their thing, you know, but we can just keep sharing as guided. So once again, just tell everyone your, where can they find you? Master Vibration 13, the number 1313.com. I love it. I, I, I'm so honored that you're, that we're, I'm grateful that we're finally able to make this happen. And I just, I just love seeing how much you've evolved over, like, since I met you, it was like, wow, it was like, I was talking to like one of my students about this recently. I said, you know, some people evolve gradually and some people pop. And I feel like you just like popped, you know, and I, and I, and I feel very lucky that I got to, to, to witness that. I mean, I know you're, you've always been a force, but the, when the spiritual thing awakened for you, it was just like, it was wow. So I'm just so, I'm so grateful that you're here on the planet and you're doing this work. Thank you so much. And I just want to say, I want to leave everyone with something that you helped me with in my spiritual journey. And it was something that I practiced. Um, so it came divinely that Surya just um, told, taught me this mantra to do. And it's Om Gam Ganapatiye Namaha, Om Gam Ganapatiye Namaha. And every time I say it, I always just hear your voice, your angelic voice, always saying it. And so I just want you to know that you are a powerful force yourself and that your voice will be heard and known all over the world and it will heal many, many, many people. Thank you. I received that. (laughs) Thank you so much, my dear. Much love, everyone. Mari Torres, thank you so much. Gracias. Adios. Gracias. Adios. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.